The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning, all. Ryan Tuberty with you at five past nine this Thursday morning, the 24th of March 2022. Good to have you with us till 10 o'clock. Text number is 51551. Email ryan at rte.ie. Um, well, what have we got for you today? Well, first of all, we got a great, a great, 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 great new thriller to recommend to you from an author you may or may not have heard of called Jill Perdue. And she's going to come in and talk to us a bit about that. It's called The Interview. Um, I, I'm giving it a lot of love today because it's been a while since I've been able to say, do you read this one? It's really good. Uh, so we've got our hands on one today. So if you look at like a good thriller, you're looking for the next uh, Irish um, must-read, uh, you're about to hear all about it on the show this morning. Meanwhile, in Cork, they're very excited in Cove. Why? Because Paul Rudd is knocking around Cork at the moment. Paul Rudd is the most unassuming superstar of them all. And he is, he was recently voted the sexiest man alive, which gave great hope to men of a certain vintage around the world. Because he's not a youngster. You know, I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, but he isn't like uh, like a Biebery or go younger again in the, he's, he's of his own age. And he's a uh, very, very popular guy as Ant-Man, but you know him from so many other films. But he's, he's in Cork. As I, as I remember, his dad was a great fan of um, history and Irish history. And obviously that has uh, trickled down to Paul. And now he's trickling it down further to his own family because they went to the Titanic experience. And he was really nice to staff, as you'd expect, and to young fans um, who wanted to say hello. And uh, then he went into the Commodore Hotel and did whatever he did over there. And uh, so welcome to Ireland, Paul Rudd and family. And I hope you have a nice, a nice time wandering the mean streets of Cork in the next few days, um, you'll have you'll have great fun, and there's so much so much history. Uh, but I suppose a lot of eyes, at meanwhile, are on Waterford and Tipperary today to for the visit of uh, Charles and Camilla, who are heading there after having been to uh, Belfast and other places yesterday. And there was a photo of them in one of the papers. But I my eye went over the shoulder of Bonnie Prince Charlie and onto the lovely uh, Narnia statue. Uh, in Belfast, which I haven't seen in the C.S. Lewis quarter. I think they have to call everything quarter now. The C.S. Louis, uh, Lewis part of that of town. And it is beautiful. It's 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 obviously an enormous wardrobe. And I think it's Lewis himself about to approach it. And we're into full Narnia territory there. But I thought it was really, really lovely. They're getting statues right a lot. Oftentimes we say, God, wasn't that gruesome what they did to fill in name here? And I can't believe that's not fill in name there or... Whatever it is, whether it's a waxwork or a, an actual statue, sometimes they just don't really look like the person they're meant to be. But this one looks is is really tasteful. Uh, the one uh, that uh, they have, um, there's another one that I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, but I'll come back to it in a moment. Uh, beautiful statues around the place that they are, as I say, getting absolutely correct. I know Shackleton and Athai was another one that really jumped out. The one Roger Casement was. I'm trying to think of. The, Roger Casement, placed beautifully out. It's in Dunleary in the sea, near uh, Teddy's Ice Cream and the old baths there. Uh, ju- just out on, uh, at the, at kind of about almost half a mile out and he's standing there and it's really striking. It's really impressive. And kind of brave that they put it out there. Out there. I like that. Good stuff. 
Gibson guitars. Gibson guitars. They've got two <laughs> two of Elvis's most iconic guitars for sale. Uh, these look beautiful. Uh, to coincide with the upcoming Elvis Presley film, they've released two guitars that any Elvis fan will instantly recognise. He was a huge uh, Gibson guitar fan and they were his go-to for live performances. And these two guitars celebrate uh, two of his most iconic models that deliver two distinct and memorable sounds. And this is the Gibson Elvis Dove Acoustic and Electric Hybrid based on a 1969 model that Elvis frequently performed with on stage from 71 to 75. Um, I won't go into too much detail because it'll bore your senses, but if you're into guitars, look them up. And if you want the Gibson Elvis Dove Acoustic Electric Guitar, um, it is available for the price of $4,699. So it's for the committed Elvis fan. Emails, ryan at rte.ie. Uh, Ryan, I heard you talking about the River Blackwater. I was. It sounds so beautiful. It looks so beautiful every time I see it. I'd love to fish it someday. But anyway, someday, says Tom, uh, hopefully you'll come to see the great tidal Blackwater south of Capaquin in West Waterford. There are days in summer on this stretch of river when you'd feel you were on the Danube. I have sent you some images, which I'm looking at now, and they do look beautiful. Uh, and you can see Dramana House, which I, I, I wasn't aware of until you told me about it. It's the setting of Molly Keane's wonderful novel, The Two Days in Aragon, and she describes Damana and its precipitous river gardens wonderfully. And that book is set during the War of Independence, and like Molly's other War of Independence novel, Mad Puppetstown, she describes our national struggle from the Unionist point of view. Anyway, Ryan, someday come down to this very hidden part of Ireland in West Waterford. You would be loved and welcomed. <laughs> uh, that's from Thomas McCarthy, who's a Capricorn poet, and it's a lovely email. And you know what? I'm going to put this aside and keep it because... Um, I really do want to go there. It looks really different. It reminds me a little bit of kind of Garnish Island. You know that, if you've never been there, it's that beautiful, you say hidden, but definitely less celebrated, but equally beautiful part of the world to visit. Come rediscover the wild with us, says this postcard. Don't get too many postcards these days, but I do like to get one. And Una Kavanagh says, yeah, dear, I wonder if you could give a shout out. Of course I could. For the Wander, with, uh, Wander Wild Festival. It's happening in Killarney, 25th to 27th of March, which is pretty much tomorrow. And my husband, Kieran and others are walking tirelessly in a volunteer capacity to make this a great weekend for people to enjoy many different air activities in and around Killarney, which is a beautiful part of the world, no question. So uh, you can look that up there if you want to. Check it out. Wander Wild. You'll find a wanderwildfestival.com. Looks beautiful. Karen Tuhill climbs. Kayaking, boating, horse riding, wellness hub, road trail races, hiking, kid zone, sunrise dip, film, food, music and spree. That sounds like a fine, fine, fine wee way, to, way to spend the weekend. And then I got this lovely postcard because it's an old black and white photograph from the Shackleton expedition. And so thank you to Kieran McDevitt for sending that in. Endurance in the ice pack, a photo from uh, Frank Hurley. And that is uh, from the Royal Geographical Society Picture Library. I'd like to go on that later on and, and investigate some more of those photographs because it is ghostly and uh, beautiful at the same time. And while we're on nautical expeditions, let me take this lovely email from Alfie Dehan from Verheen uh, in Athenry. Heard you mention the movie, the film Moby Dick recently, so I thought I'd mention this too. Back in the 70s, we, the Dehan family, lived in Five Monastery Crescent, Clondalkin. And our next door neighbour was a Mr Seamus Kelly who was a drama, a drama critic for the 
Irish Times, a lovely man. We regularly sat out the front having a drink and a chat. And he spoke about the film he was in. Yes, Moby Dick. And the actress he worked with. And how he enjoyed doing it so much. And I should have asked him more about it, but that's always the case when people pass on. We all say, why didn't we ask them more? I should have kept mowing his lawn and I might have got a film part. But anyway, uh, nice to listen to your show. You'll have to come to Athenry before the summer is over. I'd be delighted to show you around. Thank you, Alfie. I was doing a photo with somebody the other evening. I was in uh, Kiri's uh, in, in Cork and somebody, I was doing a heap of photographs and one man said, oh, I do local history here. And I, I said to him, I said, someday when I'm back in a different capacity, I'll talk to you because people who are, you know, these little booklets you might see in a newsagent for the local history. These are, these are really important people to keep the local history alive and therefore that feeds into the town history and then the city history and then the national history and then the international story is kept alive. I love everyone who does all of that. Thank you for what you do. And meanwhile, Dermo emails to say, regarding The Music Man, because we were saying that Hugh Jackman's revival is now selling out more than uh, Hamilton and all the other musicals and Wicked and everything, Lion King in, in, on the West End, or sorry, at least Broadway. Uh, Dermo says, try, the, try watching the movie The Music Man before you, you chance the musical. Robert Preston, Shirley Jones starred in it, and my parents loved it. But for 16-year-old me, it was definitely not cool. Of course... I still secretly enjoyed it at the 10p matinees, Wednesday and Saturday and Sunday, in the Classic or Kenilworth or the Stella for 11p. See, there was probably a little bit more of market from 10p and the big giant leap to 11p and it changes everything. Apples are bigger and better today than their wild ancestors. I know this is the information you wanted to hear today and now you know it and you're welcome. But they have got bigger and better. I eat one a day. Unfortunately, this week it has not kept the doctor away, but it's certainly doing a job every other day of the week and every other week of the month and every month of the year. So what's happening to them? They're, they're bigger, they're less acidic, they're less bitter, they're, they store better than the wild ancestors. Uh, ten apple phenotypes or traits were examined by researchers hoping to discover how the popular fruit has evolved. And they found that cultivated apples were three and a half times heavier, about half as acidic and far less bitter than the wild species from which they're derived. Apple breeding over the past 200 years has resulted in... God, oh, this is boring. Uh, this reminds me of, uh, you know, in, when you were, um, went to the cinema once upon a time and they had to show you a film about, like, restaurants around the world that revolve. It's just got beavers making their homes. I just want to watch Indiana Jones. Why, why am I watching this? But I'll, I'll finish this because I've started it now. And I, it, was, it was my decision to bring this to you. And that's why I need to finish it. And, and, and I've started this apple. I'm going to eat it right down to the core, but I won't eat the pips. Apple breeding over the last 200 years has resulted in a trend towards apples and uh, that have higher soluble solids. <laughs> They're less bitter and soften less during... Wild apples off, offer potentially valuable pools of genetic material that may be helpful for apple improvement. As I say, you're welcome. Thank you, by the way, to Angela Burke and Greenway Gifts. You very kindly sent up a couple of water bottles from um, uh, for as part of our, our move towards Crowpatrick on Saturday week. That came around fast, didn't it? With Charlie Bird, the climb for Charlie. That's happening on Saturday week. I think they're encouraging people not necessarily to gather at Crowpatrick. I think they're very much find your local hill, find your local... Um, mountain as, as it were or, or whatever it might be and climb that make a donation to Pieta or to motor neuron disease uh, and uh, research 
and you've done your job. But you don't have to go to Crowpatrick. I think that would be the best advice to offer there. How about that? Ryan, yes, uh, Maeve was on. I took the train to Laytown yesterday. Why no? Delightful sea views. I visited a beautiful church, a most unique setting. It's almost sitting on the beach. It's a must-see. I like these little hidden gems. I'm, I'll take note. And more in besides, and we'll get to them. In due, I'm nearly ready to dust down my glorified hairdryer, my Vespa, and uh, take it for a little spin around the place. And, and, and I believe that if you really get into your Vespas, mine's 49cc, which means that it's really is a hairdryer with wheels. Um, but you can do it properly. And they have, like, they have the, uh, when they take the boats out onto the lakes, they have the blessing of the boats. There's the blessings of the Vespas. Anyone hear that? It's news to me. Never had mine blessed. It's only, it, it, it's a matter of time. And uh, I'll join them someday. Someday. And then tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we have our Late Late Show with uh, Mick McCarthy joining us tomorrow. He's in great form and um, he's going to join us in aid of Daffodil Day and talk about both his parents, actually, and the last, the long-lasting imprint they left on uh, his life. Uh, and Andrew Porter, Ireland and Leinster Pro, will sh- shave his head to raise funds for the Irish Cancer Society and Daffodil Day, in fairness to him. And we'll have a bit of fun with Conor Moore and... The Kardashians hairdresser, uh, Andrew Fitzsimons, joins us again. Big Elvis fan, lovely fella, uh, and a good guy from Ballantyre. And then very serious uh, story, of course, with Amy Dunn, who was 17 years old when she became embroiled in one of the most contentious debates in Irish society. She found herself going to court to demand the right to travel to the UK for a termination after her baby was diagnosed with a fatal fetal abnormality. You will remember that story. She's written about it, and she'll talk to us about that uh, tomorrow evening. And we'll have a little music from Kyo, among others, because they're Ireland's newest folk band formed through a nationwide search of over a thousand musicians. So they've got to be good in order to get there. Uh, Tom says, you might like to know that uh, while Elvis did uh, like the Gibson acoustic guitars, he also loved the Gretsch electric guitars. In fact, the one he played live so well on the 68 special was a Gretsch. What can I say? I'm a complete Elvis and guitars nerd. Tom, that makes you... um, Happy in life, and whatever makes you happy, just keep on doing it. 18 minutes past nine. That's uh, Randy Crawford, uh, Street Life. I went to uh, Dara and Salt Hill says, I went to see Randy Crawford about 10 years ago, an intimate gig, about 100 people there. That's the best and uh, one of the best gigs I've ever seen. Thanks for the memories. You're welcome. Got a little uh, disco tune that. I climbed Crowpatrick. The Reek yesterday says, Tim, wonderful. The workers there are doing a wonderful job making steps along the path so much safer. And easier, though everything is relative. And I hope you enjoy the climb as much as I did. I am very, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, we have a big show on the Friday night and then I'm going to have to make my way down at the crack of dawn on Saturday to climb uh, the Reek, as I promised to, and I will deliver on the promise and I cannot wait because it's going to be a big day out for Charlie and Claire and everyone behind the scenes. Um, yeah, imagine that it came from that kind of out of the blue conversation on the show and here we are. They've already raised uh, an awful lot of money for the two charities involved. So it's a good news story in that regard. 
Um, all that stuff about cultivated apples, while very interesting, says Kate in Limerick, they don't come within an ass's roar of their wild counterparts. I agree. Who doesn't remember, she says, asks, picking a wild apple from a neighbour's tree, skinning your knee as you climbed up, but oh, the joy of the slightly acid, totally juicy, mouth-watering taste, all the while keeping an eye out for the landowner, whose tree it was. Oh, those dapple days of childhood and the joys of wild food. You caught in a reverie there. Good, nice, nostalgic reverie. I like that. Wild apples are good. And um, somebody else has been on to say that I finally got the virus, but strangely, I can't get enough of apples this week. Almost craving them. Maybe it's helping, but they now taste more delicious than ever to me. And yes, I can actually taste them. So that's a win. Pink ladies all the way. I have to say, I do go for the pink ladies when I'm uh, uh, shopping for my apples in the, in the uh, of a day. And then sometimes what happens is I mention apples here and somebody from who has an orchard somewhere down the country will send up a box of them, of which I will take two, and then share, share them like the Lord of the Domain with all my staff. And I hand out one apple each and they're so grateful. That often they divide it up then for their families at home and might make a, a banquet out of it. Maybe get the neighbours. It's, it's, I love, you know, it's the general... Um, Elsewhere, street life. Janie says, Carl in Dublin. I haven't heard that version before. Consider my step sprung. <laughs> you have a spring in your step. Uh, talking about statues, how good is our own Rory Gallagher? Not what's not standing, but uh, duck walking with his 1961 Fender Stratocaster in the square in Ballyshannon. I've seen it. Uh, love. I love when they get the statue right. Now, I mentioned this great book, The Interview by Jill Perdue. Let's talk to Jill after this. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Growing up in Dublin in the 50s, says Pauline, we were used to call stealing apples boxing the fox. <laughs> Never heard that expression. And I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was the, a, brand of, a brand of apple or a type of apple. I'm not so sure. Uh, 51551 is the text number. Uh, my brother Jack has got uh, motor neuron recently, says T.R. Dallas. Good morning, T.R. Lovely to hear from you. Um, and I hope your brother's okay. All his family and friends are walking the Schlieve Blue Mountains on Saturday, April 2nd. I want to wish them and everyone who's walking uh, uh, the very best to look up, man. And thanks to your and indeed to Jack wishing well this morning. Uh, just so you and your listeners are aware, Ryan, the specialist victim interview should involve social work and child protection and therapists as well as Gardaí who provide the criminal uh, investigative expertise. This is best practice inter internationally and what we're working towards in Ireland at the moment. Sounds good to me, Kate. Thanks indeed for that. The book, by the way, uh, it's terrific. Um, dark and really, really good. Uh, it's called The Interview by Jill Perdue. Uh, P-E-R-D-U-E. The Interview. You shouldn't forget that too easily. Okay, what are we on? 10 to 10. All right, then. We'll go here, I think. And red grapes rubbish. I, I have to say, the green grapes are all the time, and they haven't got any left in the shop. They went for red grapes, and they're just they're just they're they're sh sloppy seconds. That's what I'm doing here today. Sloppy seconds with those red grapes. Now, I am not wrong, uh, incidentally, as I have <laughs> already been corrected. Love the C.S. Lewis books, says Deirdre, as a child, but for some reason my kids didn't embrace them. Oh, speaking of C.S. Lewis, I loved Anthony Hopkins in Shadowlands years ago, although Deborah Winger grated a bit. A bit. And uh, Tourism House, also a lovely spot. 
on the black water. You can get kayaks from there too. Dude, you're covering everything there, are you not? Home of the year last, uh, I watched it last night. I was catching up with the uh, this week's episode. Very interesting episode for, I'd say, 453 different reasons. But they hit the right house. I thought the right house won, shall we say. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gary. My wife and I, uh, Avril, are in bed with COVID. The detail, Gary, is extraordinary, but thank you. Uh, but you cheered us up by playing what, for once in my life. It was our first dance at a wedding six months ago. So you only married six months, but look at There you are together. I mean, I mean, it's COVID, but you're there, you know. So take a listen, says a text. I wish you well, by the way. Uh, take a listen to uh, Street Life uh, that uh, Randy Crawford does with the Crusaders. Says, oh, this is one of the best tenor sax solos I've ever heard. All right, I'll give it a go later on. We'll see you later, everybody. Stay tuned to Claire Byrne. She's standing by. We'll talk to you tomorrow between 9 and 10. Have a wonderful day. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.